0: Hi
1: everyone and welcome to From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that gives you a behind the scenes look at New York State government with Jack, a longtime Albany insider and managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a top lobbying firm that helps clients all over the country cut through New York's political red tape. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. We continue to dissect Governor Hochul's $216 billion spending plan with a deadline for approval of April 1st, now closing in. As we mark two years since the state first shut down over COVID, it's important to know how the governor is addressing health care in the budget. Are we prepared to continue the fight against this deadly virus? And what about building the healthcare system of tomorrow? Let's bring in Jack to find out what's in the works to ensure every New Yorker has access to high-quality health
0: services. Welcome, Jack. Thanks, Joanna. Good to be uh, with you from the from the lobby. Um, you know, healthcare has been a real focus for Governor Hochul. I guess that's not surprising at the time she came in, and uh, what we've seen with this virus. Um, but it's it, it's also a real focus of her first budget submission. So she's talked a lot about a uh, 10 billion multi-year uh, investment in healthcare. Those are increases. Uh, that includes two billion to support healthcare workers and and help pay wages, another um, billion too um, to support healthcare um, and mental hygiene workers with retention bonuses. Um, this could be up to three thousand dollar bonuses that go to workers who earn less than a hundred thousand dollars a year and who also remain in their positions for for a full year, um, and. Prorated bonuses for people working a little less. Um, there's um, 500 million, half a billion for cost of living adjustments um, for some human service workers, and then a, a, a massive fund, 2.4 billion um, for healthcare infrastructure um, and to help upgrade some of the labs across the state. Um, that's one of the things we we saw that was lacking during this uh, um, during this these tough times. Um, it's really no secret that healthcare workers have taken the brunt of this pandemic, uh, and while COVID has subsided, the healthcare worker shortages are still persisting. Right, that's one of the reasons they've kept the state of emergency in in New York State because it allows under the governor's signature some people from out of state or people whose credentials have passed to to be working now some of her critics will tell you that the the governor's direction that they that that all healthcare workers be vaccinated is a factor in that in that shortage but the big picture really is that with these investments um The the governor is looking to rebuild and and grow our healthcare workforce uh, by as much as 20% over the next five years. Really, really some smart investments in the future.
1: It is obvious the governor putting a tremendous amount of emphasis on strengthening the healthcare workforce. After all, you can't have services without them. But what else is in the pipeline to keep New Yorkers healthy?
0: Well, hospitals are are a big piece here, Um, the executive budget, Um, sort of delays some changes that would have um, um, been to to hospitals and and reimbursements. Um, Look, hospitals are a really powerful lobbying force in Albany. Uh, The Greater New York Hospital Association um, is powerful and and that's really um, reflected in this budget. Um, There's also some investment in... Um, long-term care, uh, Medicaid managed long-term care, the MLTC program, which is sort of a big deal as well as um, investment in HIV special needs plans. Um, The governor also um, proposes expanding Medicaid eligibility um, so that low-income New Yorkers who are age 65 and higher, as well as people with disabilities, are able to maintain their Medicaid eligibility even after they become eligible for medicare that that's a big deal um it, it expands the um um the the resources and and eliminates the uh eligibility test um and raises the income level for for people to qualify um and it, another real thing that's kind of reflected in um kathy Hochul's um history as a local elected official um is that the state continues to take over the 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 cost of local Medicaid costs. Uh, That's about $5 billion uh, in costs that would be borne by municipalities, by localities like um, Erie County. Um, They also expand the eligibility and coverage of the essential plan, which um, will help cover people who lost jobs and lost income. And then um, the governor also proposed creating a new pharmacy benefits bureau uh, under the Department of Financial Services to try to help lower drugs. You know, these drugs have become more expensive, but but it's also the way that they're delivered. Um, These pharmacy benefit managers make millions and they spend a lot of that money on on lobbyists to try to um keep their keep their influence so it's really great that the governor's trying to push back on them
1: well we all know covid isn't going away anytime soon and after coming up high transmission rates from that covid variant what is the governor proposing to keep infections in check
0: Uh, Some more investments, right? So the governor um, proposes continued investment of resources to to help the state invest in um, diagnostic testing capacity, right? Let's make sure we're we're finding this virus, finding the variants um, as soon as we can, Um, trying to make um, more at-home testing available for individuals and their families, Um, but also investing in a, a statewide vaccination and booster program. Um, a lot of pop-up sites to to try to get uh, to get to kids and get to parents of five to eleven-year-olds and 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 get them uh, get them vaccinated. Um, they're really putting a lot of money into pushing this, both with texting, robocalls, uh, um, notifications on your phone, uh, a lot of things like that to try to um, uh, get people vaccinated.
1: There's also talk about a global cap. What is that?
0: Yeah, the, the, the Medicaid cap is a big deal, right? So for more than a decade, the global Medicaid cap has kind of loomed over Albany budget negotiations, really factoring into nearly all the decisions on how money's spent or not spent. Um, Medicaid is almost half the state budget. It provides coverage to more than seven million New Yorkers, uh, and the governor's budget proposes a real overhaul of this cap. Uh, the cap currently limits state Medicaid spending growth to about three percent. Um, that's hard in any year, especially in a year where we've had a pandemic, and um, you know we're 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 having this uh, runaway inflation. But. State legislators are trying to push this even further. We're gonna hear um, from the Assembly certainly, and I think likely from the Senate, um, about eliminating that cap uh, entirely. Andrew Cuomo um, would not hear of it, right? This Medicaid cap was his creation, and um, it was a real factor in why there were a lot of cuts to hospitals, to frontline providers, um, and I think a lot of us saw how that that hurt New Yorkers during this um, during this pandemic. So Governor Hochul has proposed kind of changing the metric that sets the cap. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty technical, but know that it would become much more generous that um, would allow it to increase to about five percent. Uh, you know. Again, this is a big deal, um, certainly a big deal for legislators, but I expect we'll hear more about this as we go towards a final budget.
1: Do you think there's going to be a lot of opposition to that?
0: You know, there won't be a lot of public opposition to that. Um, People um, who who are deep in healthcare obviously want to spend the money. Um, The legislature has has always been really good at spending the money. Um, The pushback is going to come from the the governor and the budget office um, who really are going to say that this is, uh, you know, not the right way to spend the money. We still, even if the state is flush right now, um, we need to be smart and strategic. Again, Medicaid's about half the budget and it continues to go up. So it, it, it is something we need to be careful about.
1: Well, this week you took part in a healthcare webinar with City and State New York and other experts concerning health equity here in New York State. The panel discussed reversing a fee-for-service carve-out that is set to go into effect next year. That would mean major cuts in the billions of dollars to a federal program that helps provide health services to primarily low-income residents. Why is this something everybody should be worried about or care about, and can we reverse it?
0: Yeah, um, this is a really important issue, I think, um, to everyone in the state and, and certainly to us. Um, we work with um, Trillium Health, which is a, a nonprofit in the Finger Lakes. Um, uh, about 25 years ago, um, Congress created what's called the 340B program. Um, and it basically a, a, um, was an effort and an agreement with Big Pharma that when um, some of these drugs that Medicaid is buying um, are very expensive and that they they would provide a discount just to people who were, um, you know, that, that first rung of the social safety net um, and that that discount um, Medicaid um, pays the full price and that discount basically goes to these providers. And so they use that to provide all kinds of services, whether those are um, you know, vans going out to to help take care of homeless populations. Uh, whether it's clinics in some of our poorest neighborhoods, uh, and adding to the clinics that already exist with mental health services, with uh, um, also preventive services, right? And and. You know, we should all care, first and foremost, because these are our neighbors. These are our friends, right? These are people who don't have um, maybe as much as us. But we should also care because this preventative, um, these preventative measures um, save us money in the long run. Uh, These people still get sick uh, and they get sick if they're not vaccinated. And I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about, um, you know, hepatitis and, and some of these other diseases. And then they end up in um, hospitals and, and New York State and the Medicaid program is going to pay for that. So it's a lot smarter um, to invest this money in, in trying to take care of people uh, in the beginning and and trying to um, protect the most vulnerable. Uh, this, this proposal, which again was a, a, an Andrew Cuomo uh, real push. Uh, he wanted the state to decide how this money was spent and not um, the community health providers. But it's just incredibly penny wise and and pound foolish. But I think, you know, I think our listeners can go to um, cityandstate.com or probably our website and and see, um, you know, watch that whole webinar if they're interested.
1: Well, we'll surely hear more of this as it's set to go into effect next year. So, some great insight there as always. Thank you, Jack. Uh, we continue our deep dive into the many facets of the governor's budget proposal in upcoming episodes. Until then, check out our team's legislative preview and key budget provisions on our website at O'DonnellSolutions.com and get weekly updates on what's happening in government on both the state and federal levels by signing up for our Monday morning memo. Just head to our website, again, O'DonnellSolutions.com, and we'll send it right to your inbox. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back soon from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.